Hello everybody, welcome back to an exciting edition of Two Girls One Book Pod because we are talking today about probably one of the most talked about books on Bookstagram, BookTok, all of that business at the moment. Um, I feel like we're kind of late to the party but but it's still very much the hype is the hype is real. Yeah. Um so we're going to be talking about Fourth Wing today. You'll know that if you've clicked onto the episode because it was in the title. <laughs> um, but that was our that was our featured read for this month, which is August. Yep. I can't I can't believe it's <laughs> August. Wow. Um by Rebecca Yaros. Um and Hannah's going to do the usual little spiel of what the book's about and then we're going to dive into a bit of a discussion which we are going to attempt to keep completely spoiler free wish us luck with that um (laughs) but yeah we just thought we'd try and do our best speaking yeah this might be like a a 10 minute episode maybe (laughs) before we (laughs) have to just cut the audio sorry (laughs) (laughs) okay so if you are not aware of the super hype that is Fourth Wing. It centres around Violet Sorengale. She is 20 years old, the daughter of a scribe. She looks forward to studying books and history at Basgayath War College like her father. But unfortunately for Violet, she is also the daughter of the commanding general of the army, who uh, orders her instead to enter the elite riders quadrant which, given that the riding in question is that of dragons, is extremely dangerous. Um, Her older brother and sister have graduated before her, and no pressure, both are war heroes. So with a target on her back due to her famous surname, living and studying with the children of rebels killed by her mother, and a body frailer than most, she knows that she's going to have to fight to survive. This is the first in a planned series of five. I think it's called the Empyrean series? I might have pronounced that wrong. And it follows Violet as she navigates her time as a cadet before learning a little more about the power struggles within the kingdom of Navarre, where she lives. No spoilers there, Brilliant. I don't think. No. I, I lost a light so. halfway through that, which felt very <clears throat> ominous. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I can still see you, and nobody listening can see you anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's fine. Okay, so I guess we should just go in with our own thoughts and feelings first of all of what how we found our reading experience um do you want to go first yeah i will um so i full disclosure hate being like told what to like so i fully thought that i was going to hate this because mm-hmm. everyone was raving about it it's amazing i maybe been put off fantasy a little bit recently um the last fantasy book that I properly properly read was Akatar and I didn't love it so I was maybe kind of thinking maybe I don't like fantasy anymore <laughs> which yeah. is weird because as a kid was definitely my thing loved Lord of the Rings loved Harry Potter all of that so this I am happy to say uh reignited pun intended my love of fantasy um and i feel like this is just gonna be like a love fest for fourth wing yeah uh so yeah i guess spoiler alert that i liked it as well (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> a spoiler alert that we're allowed to have. Um, yeah, yeah, I, again, fully think that the hype is deserved. I think when, when we were talking about it on the group, the thing that I said was it, it feels kind of almost like a nostalgic read, like, Yes, it it is grown up. Just putting it out there, it's definitely grown up because there's some some spicy stuff that goes on. So it's not for the kiddos, but it's it's got that nostalgic, like almost sort of a school like setting, hasn't it? Yeah, that that I used to love reading about, and it was it was very easy to read as well like the world building i found to be really yeah it like not complex at all because i think that can be the thing that non-fantasy readers i'm including myself in in that um can can struggle with is that often large swathes of especially the first book in a series are spent just telling you what's what and you're yeah. just trying to figure out, okay, so what does this thing do? What on earth does that word mean? Like, who yeah. is this? Who's important? What are the politics? <laughs> like, but I didn't, I didn't feel that that like, we were obviously told all of those things in this, but it didn't feel like it was a textbook, which is what some of the other books that we've been discussing in our little buddy read group have been called, likened to a textbook. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's skillfully weaved. Uh-huh. I think the um the setting of it within the war college really helped with that um like tightness of the world building. So yes, mm. we were kind of vaguely introduced to things outside, but for the vast majority of this book, we're actually yeah. in quite a small kind of familiar environment. Yes, they're riding dragons and they're like magically healing people, but it's it's an academic environment which is kind of adjacent to things that we know in normal life I think that really really helped and I actually think she's done that I guess it's maybe like the opposite to what most fantasy is like you said the first book is usually so much world building but this one it kind of felt like she was so much more about the character building and that world is going to expand in book two I hope yes but I'm ready for it by this point because I know who we are and I know who we're following and and what the kind of history is and I yeah I thought it was definitely done the right way around yeah I hadn't really thought of it like that that's a, a very good point yeah that it was almost a, within four walls, if if you will. Like, um, and we got to know all of within that little area really well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, certain things have been alluded to, um, which will come out in the next book, like you say, I hope. It's a five-part series, right? That's what the yeah. plan is. I wonder what's going to go on. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I genuinely, I feel like the same level of excitement that I did for new Harry Potter books coming out, Mm, which is like a magical feeling to have as a mid-30s woman. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it, that's, yeah, that's, that's a a really special nostalgic feeling. Um, And I think, yeah, the elements of 
magic and the dragons and all of that side of things who which we will definitely get onto the dragons in a bit because when I was reading when I was reading reviews of this when I hadn't like like non-spoilery reviews Mm -hmm. um and I hadn't really looked into it at all people were just being like oh my god the dragons are amazing I love the dragons and I was just like they're just dragons though right like these aren't like Harry Potter dragons that are peripheral kind of things like they're very much central characters who I who I loved um so we'll get onto them in a bit but I guess let's start with our leading lady Violet um I I thought I found her to be a really interesting character actually um she so she has uh what's the What's the name of the syndrome? She's got the same syndrome as the author, hasn't she? Um, is it Ehlers-Danlos syndrome? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well done. Which I had never heard of before. Right. Um, so in looking up a bit more about it, I found that very interesting. I've never, I've never read a protagonist who has that disability. So yeah. It's, ba- it's basically like a almost a sort of a failing of the joints like hypermobility but then like dislocating and easily bruising like there yeah. are different levels to it I think aren't they mm-hmm. but that's um that's something that the author has so she, she's obviously writing what she knows there which mm-hmm. I think is a great thing to do especially if it's something that you want to draw attention to and yeah. bring aware bring awareness to to that so I really appreciated that she, yes, she is a determined and kind of kick-ass female character, but she's definitely not what you would think of as the heroine that's going to save the day, shall we say. (laughs) Yeah, she's definitely an underdog. She is an underdog. Um... I think she the the author kind of towed the line really well between the the damsel in distress that needs saving and also who like wants to do it herself. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a tricky line to tread, but I feel like she did it well. Yeah, I agree. I think um Violet definitely acknowledged the things that she struggled with um because I guess if you're living with a chronic illness it's something that you can't avoid you have to accept that you have certain limitations but she also struck me as somebody that really would avoid at all costs having to rely on somebody else and I thought that she was super relatable super likable I I really really loved her as a character and I thought given that it's a long time ago that I was a 20-year-old girl. (laughs) Um, But she also felt very real in that age, in that she had the kind of independence that you have in that, like, your very early 20s, but also still a bit of childlike naivety. And I thought she was just such a, a really interesting underdog character. Not one that I felt was, like, obviously... um, 
I don't know. Sometimes I feel like if you have that underdog character, it's a little bit eye-rolly and you're like, well, of course, they're going to beat the bullies kind of thing. But there were moments where I did think, oh, goodness, like maybe she's not going to be okay. And I thought that was really well done as well. Yeah. And she was a little a little nerd as well. I enjoyed that. That actually all she wanted to do oh, was yeah. sit with a book all day. <laughs> yeah. But with a strong arms into the path that she was having to take by her her mother, who doesn't seem to be painted in the best light throughout this book, let's put put it that way. Um, yeah. I wonder if we're going to see much more of her character. I presume we are. Yeah. Um, as as we go on, because yeah, her her mother doesn't really feature that much in the book at all. Um, and yeah, the the interactions that we do have with her are pretty frosty to to say the least yeah um but i guess if you're like a general way up in the army then you have to have that steely exterior so i'm interested to see how that character develops if it does yeah um, and how their relationship works out works its way out but some of the people that did feature a lot more in in this book, let's do you want to talk about the the male characters first of all, the sort of I guess it's uh, the the romantic interests, potential suitors. Yeah. yeah, so I wrote in my notes I was like this is a potential friends to lovers romantic trope, potential enemies to lovers romantic trope. Um mm-hmm. I, neither of us are romance readers, and I think that's fair to say. So those kind of tropes is not necessarily anything that we're like particularly invested in. Um, so uh, is it spoilery? Is it spoilery to say that like one of these characters is her uh, childhood friend, mm-hmm. Dane? I guess yeah. that's quite early on. Um, yeah. I I had a funny feeling about him pretty early on. Yeah, I know you said quite quite early on in the group <laughs> that you weren't. I just, I, I don't love a man that like seems to want to be in charge of somebody. And I felt like he was a little bit patronising. Yeah. A little bit controlling. And I guess giving him the benefit of the doubt, which I really don't want to do. <laughs> he has known her since she was very young and has obviously seen her struggle with her chronic illness for however long. Yeah. And fair enough if he has a little bit more invested in wanting to keep her kind of safe. But also she's now 20 and she can make her own decisions. And I felt like, ask her once and then like it becomes pushy if you continue. And he really turned me off pretty quickly. Okay. How did you feel about him? (laughs) I think the initial interactions that we had with him, I thought he seemed very sweet and caring. But... Yeah, really early on, so it it felt like it was just a bit much. Um, yeah. I don't, I didn't necessarily think that it was coming from like a bad place at all. I'm not going to say whether that is the right thought process or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to spoil anything. I ummed and ahed throughout the book, so and and being. Being brutally honest, 
I still don't really know what I think about him completely. I just think that he's a bit of a... He's definitely a stickler for the rules. And, yeah, just a bit too overbearing, I think. Yeah. Is what I what I took from him. Um, but I didn't necessarily dislike him at all. I just... I was a bit like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, I think maybe every, I mean every just, time. I'm just inherently mistrusting of the nice guy. Right, okay. <laughs> just don't believe it. <laughs> okay, too good to be true situation. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm really interested to, without, without saying anything that goes down, I'm really interested to know <laughs> what yeah. goes down with him. Uh, in, yeah, I mean, he's two. very... He's a very interesting character. I think yeah. he definitely got more interesting as the book went on. I, f- I was more invested in knowing, like, what makes him tick and what his motivations were. In the beginning, I just kind of discounted him as a character that I didn't really care about. But I would definitely be interested to know exactly what's what's going on with him. So I'm I'm not... I don't, I don't want him to disappear in the next book, but um, I don't love yeah. him. Not okay. like... Not like the hero of all heroes, <laughs> sexy, sexy man, Zayden. Okay, okay, right. So calm down, jeez. So you, the, Hannah's going for the bad boy. Yeah, I guess it's kind of my thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> he was a. Yeah, he he's a very interesting character. From the moment that you're introduced to him at the very beginning of the book, it's clear that he's going to become some sort of love interest. In... Yeah. So I don't think it's spoilery to say that that he he becomes very much a central character. His background and his like family background as well mm-hmm. all become really pivotal to what's going on in the present day basically yeah so violet's sister introduces him pretty early on as um the child of one of the rebels killed by the army's fighters so um an easy enemy i guess for violet and someone that she's warned to stay away from and the second that you tell someone to stay away from somebody, of course, yeah. they're immediately more intriguing. Drawn to them, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. like when we when we first meet him, right, at the very start, the way he's described, it's like, oh, well, obviously he's going to be the resident hottie in the book, isn't yeah. he? A sort of surly man with issues <laughs> it's my favorite kind of man <laughs> i've literally written in my notes i'm not joking word for word it says holy hell what a sexy sexy man <laughs> that's that was my takeaway from the book and okay, i am like right. i feel like this kind of leads us does it i don't know is it spoilery to say this leads us to talk to the fact that this is kind of a romancy bordering on smut at times oh, there's a bit of spice yeah, well, uh, th- well that's what i was saying like it's it, towards the end isn't it as well like there's there's definitely a simmering sexual tension throughout the book um, yeah and uh i guess it's it's university isn't it there's like there's got to be that yeah university doesn't go along without 
simmering sexual tension. <laughs> you said you were listening to it and you were glad that you weren't car sharing. Goodness me. <laughs> I was listening to this in my car at like half six in the morning. I, start, I work in a convent and I was like starting the day like in a real good mood, but like couldn't explain to anybody why. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, do you know what I really, maybe enjoyed is the wrong word, but um, what I didn't, love about the spice in Akatar was that it felt gratuitous and thrown in there just at, kind of at the wrong points and in the wrong way this was like such a slow burn that by the time mm. it happened I was like begging for them to just make it happen I was like come okay. on we're all waiting for this um yeah. so yeah I think I've seen it described as a romanticy which I feel like yeah. is yeah I don't know. I feel like it's a fantasy that has a little romance thread. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it's like the the main point of it. Yeah. Although it's it's interwoven and very much integral to the story. It's yeah. not it's not the be all and end all of it. So Yeah. Like the plot is great without that section. You could take out those few chapters and it would still be an amazing story. So I think mm. that was the difference and that's the bit that made me go, ah, right, okay, this makes sense within this story. But yeah, I... You liked him. I liked him. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I did too. Maybe not to that degree, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I could get on board. I could get on board with it. Um also, something that I was very excited about was the fact that we had a Rhiannon, who is also a legend. Yeah. The Rhiannon in this book is a really cool Rhiannon. So <laughs> I kind of thought, oh, this is like a little Harry Potter, a little trio forming. Um, yeah. And... Like, right at the very start when she meets her and then there's another guy, like, behind her as well. I'm not going to tell you how that goes, but... But Rhiannon... <laughs> Rhiannon is... Uh, a complete legend and I'm so glad that she was in the book. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed all of the um, the friendship relationships yeah. that there were in this book. I, I'd read some somebody on Goodreads, I think it was, talking about how important the found family aspect of the book was. And yes. yeah, I thought that was really great. Um, some of the like later on characters that kind of, you think they're peripheral and then later you realise how integral they are to the friendships and the story and yeah. I thought they were really well done and there's a lot of I feel reluctant to get attached to people because there's a lot of really great characters but there's also a lot of death <laughs> yeah I don't yeah there is like people there's some people that definitely do not last very long yeah um and some people that you yeah, you can get attached to really quickly that then bite the dust. Yeah. <laughs> Equally quickly. Yeah. But I liked that because I also, I didn't necessarily know who was going to make it or not. I think it's fair to say that like the, the like almost love triangle thing, I kind of figured that they would last until like throughout most of the book at least yeah um but 
everyone else was kind of fair game. <laughs> yeah. There's people that like are recurring characters that keep coming up and up and up and then and then that's it. Um so yeah, I I liked that it kept me on my toes. I didn't I didn't know who was going to be the next one to to go and there were I think there were some people that I was convinced were going to be be bopped off and um stayed the course. Yeah. So um yeah, without telling without spoiling who lives and who dies. Yeah. Um in this. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more of that as we as we go on. Yeah. Um I think that adds to the tension of the whole the whole thing is pretty fast paced. It feels like it doesn't ever let up on that tension and energy and it starts on day one of conscription, which they say is like the most, the highest death toll is on day yeah. one. So you yeah. start and you're introduced to all of these characters and you're immediately thinking, well, I don't know who to be invested in because probably yeah. somebody's going to die. And yeah. I think that that tension keeps up the whole way through. And I guess it's because as you learn a little bit more about the history, you realise there's a, a history of brutality within the kingdom and and power struggles, things like that. So it's setting you up for it to not be just a happy little land where we live with pet dragons. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a reason why we've got dragons. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was quite cool, actually, the way that they, they had certain days where they have, like, a set challenge and, like, you knew, like, you were working towards that day it's kind of like an exam day yeah but an exam that could end in death for quite a lot of a lot of them yeah and um, the statistics aren't great if you're going <laughs> to to that quadrant like if you're if you're going um if you're going to be a scribe as violet wanted then you're more likely to to be <laughs> fine and dandy yeah. Um, but yeah, she got the short straw. <laughs> if you could choose, so the four quadrants were the rider's quadrant, the scribe yeah. quadrant, the healer's quadrant, and the infant infantry quadrant, which we didn't really find out much about, but I guess that they were just cannon fodder. Which yeah. which do you think you would want to join? Probably say that I'm more a scribe than anything else. Yeah. Uh just because I, I don't think I'd be great at riding a dragon. <laughs> I don't know, though. I'm definitely not a healer. No. So I'm squeamish. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to deal with that. I, I feel know. like the scribe quadrant is where I would lean to, but, which will lead us nicely to talk about the dragons, having met the dragons, Yeah. I want one, I want one as a pet I want one to live in my garage and I would want to be in the rider's quadrant yeah I mean yeah it would be cool but I (laughs) like this kind of sort of imminent death thing uh yeah not (laughs) great the the odds aren't great so I I think I'm happier like heading a book just reading a book Okay. I think so. I think so. But the but the dragons are cool. Yeah. 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 The the dragons like like I was alluding to before, the dragons all have 
well, the ones that we get to know anyway, have some very quirky personalities. Yeah. And these dragons talk. I don't think that's a spoiler to say. No. They, they communicate with the riders and the conversations that happen between various riders and dragons had me chuckling away yeah they were they were pretty dry and uh yeah i really i really really liked it i did as well so the dragons kind of so they choose their humans don't they so even if you have made it past all of the tests past everything in the riders quadrant you may well not get a dragon it's up to the dragon if if they choose you and um those dragons that choose to bond with a human can communicate, I guess, telepathically, isn't it, mm. with with their human? I um, think so, yeah. So there is an element of um, that relationship between dragon and human that we get a little insight into. And um, one of the the biggest and baddest dragons, is it Tan? Tan? Mm. Nobody yeah. was quite sure how to pronounce his name in the group chat. Um, was just like grumpy old man snarky and like will absolutely roast you but also super soft and super protective and oh I just loved them they just like added an extra element of like you know like that innocence of an animal I know I'd put it in the group chat that I was saying I wish I could hear what my dog was thinking because there's an element of innocence of an animal thinking that they don't have the um preconceptions that humans do and i just loved that that perspective that they had um me too i also i also liked the fact that as we as we go throughout the book there's obviously a lot of politics involved there always is in fantasy um that with the the human element but also we start to see a little bit more of the the rules and regulations and goings on within the dragon realm as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited to see sort of how that plays out um, because, yeah, we we get to see other creatures as well, um, mm-hmm. as well as the as well as the dragons. And I'm really interested to see how that all starts to expand our horizons further. Yeah. And yeah, I like that that they have their own set ways and means of of doing things and there's not really anything that a single human would be able to do to stop yeah. Yeah. stop that from happening so like we're we the humans are like far down in the pecking order and i like that that that's like no that's a given that's a fact yeah, it's like that symbiotic relationship, isn't it? That like the humans are getting something from the dragons, but the dragons also get something from mm-hmm. the humans, and that like mutual respect as opposed to either um, party owning the other one, yeah. so to speak. Um, yeah, and like you said, they've got their own kind of politics, their own hierarchy and relationships. Yeah, the dragons bond to each other, mate like mate for life and things, and I. Yeah. I all of that I just thought was like an added layer that that yeah. really intrigued me. Yeah, they had so much more personality than I 
thought that they could ever have. Yeah. So I get what people are saying now about the dragons the are dragons. amazing. I want a, I want a dragon. <laughs> the dragons are the best bit. Like, yeah. I get it. I get the dragon hype. Okay. It's kind of hard for us to say a great deal <laughs> about it without without doing spoilers. I think we've done quite well so far. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to us. <laughs> I just can't wait for the next one. No, and I think that maybe helps because obviously anything we could spoil would only be a fifth of the story. True. So this, there is, I mean, this ends on a huge cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So I, I was listening to the audiobook and genuinely gasped out loud, potentially nearly crashed my car when I no. got to the last <laughs> chapter. Because obviously, like, the perspective that we've had for the whole book and then bang yeah like that's as much as I yeah like that's (laughs) that is the spoiler free version yeah bang Um, bang stuff happens they were yeah I I genuinely was but also like really emotionally invested in by that point so it felt really yeah like really weirdly emotional unexpected and Actually, yeah, that's a point. So for for most of the most of the book, I knew where we were headed. Sure. I thought it was kind of predictable in that way, in the yeah. kind of underdog story, fantasy. F- fair enough, I knew where we were going. I was surprised by like the final fifty pages or so, which I thought was really great, clever, and um, I've pre-ordered the next one. <laughs> Have you? I haven't gone that far yet, but I will be getting it. Yeah. There's, I mean, I read a, no I, I saw a Goodreads review this morning that just said simply, I'm not emotionally stable enough to wait until November for the next book. <laughs> and I felt that deep in my soul. I was like, yeah, no, I need it now. I wonder how quickly she's going to be churning this out. Like two books a year is ma- like madness for like pretty chunky books. But she's obviously yeah. like been working on this for a, a good old while, I would presume. Yeah. She's, re- she's written quite a bit beforehand, hasn't she? But I've not come across her before. No, I think she's a... I, I read that she's re- written kind of 20 books or something, but yeah. she's predominantly romance novels, okay. which is not my vibe. Although maybe yeah. after this one it is. I don't know. Well, <laughs> maybe yeah. I'm into smut. Maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely are. Um, yeah, but I, I think she's definitely found her niche with this yeah um dragon chat (laughs) yeah i mean it was so it was the whole academic setting the dragons it felt like harry potter meets how to train your dragon with a little bit of spice i'm just reading my notes just to see if i've not missed anything and the only thing which i've written down was which was a slight negative and it's not negative um, but it's so it's mostly told. Well, it's all pretty much told from Violet's perspective. So that did leave me wanting a little bit more from some of the other characters. I'm hoping that that's what we get in some of the further books. Okay. So there are parts where, particularly with um, Zayden, where his motivations aren't necessarily explained very much. Um, and I found myself going, oh, but I'd love to know, like, really what his thoughts were on that situation and why did he do that? What 
what kind of led to okay. that. So I'm I'm hoping that we get a little bit more of that yeah. in the future books. Yeah. I think, I think we that would be that would be an interesting way to go with it. We've learned about everything very much from from her perspective like you say. So I yeah. Being able to see a little bit wider into the world would be yeah. And the history that's led us to this point as well. I yeah, know more like you said, like even her mum, her mum and her mm. sister. I thought her relationship yeah. with her sister was really interesting because they seem to have a really yeah. tight bond, but have mm-hmm. they're wildly different characters yeah. and have quite a bit of distance between them. But they seemingly yeah. had a really tight bond, and I thought that was an interesting relationship that I'd like to have been explored a little bit more. So I'd like to maybe just. Now that we've got the world and we know where we are and who the characters are, I'd like to just maybe expand that a little bit. Well, with four more books to go, I'm sure she's got plenty of room to to do that. Yeah. I'm sure that plenty of other stuff's going to go down. Yeah, in case you were wondering, Fourth Wing, worth the hype and we really liked it. Yeah. (laughs) That's about it. That's all we can say. There's your little spoiler-free, hopefully run down on on it hopefully that's given anyone who's not read it and fancies it a little bit of food for thought yep and people that have read it nice we join the club (laughs) good for you (laughs) good for you great how do we follow that with next month's buddy read what do we do i have no idea maybe we need to do a classic Just to like fully refresh the <laughs> refresh the brains. <laughs> Blimey, okay. Right, that's gonna feel like hard work. Um, okay, we'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> what month's it gonna be? September. September. Oh my like autumn already. Ugh. Great. <laughs> Don't say this. I've literally just bought a hammock. I'm not ready for autumn. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, we'll come we'll we'll be back with a short stories in the next two weeks um, yep. and then hopefully we'll have thought of what we're going to talk about in September yep. by that point but yes, it's going to be a hard act to follow that's for, that's for sure definitely in the meantime, yeah, we'll talk at you later thanks for listening guys goodbye Bye. hi there thank you so much for listening to Two Girls One Book Podcast If you like what you heard, we would love for you to like, follow, rate, subscribe. In fact, just all all that good stuff, please, would be fantastic. You can also find us on Instagram at twogirls1bookprod, so come and follow us over there as well. Happy reading and join us next time.